Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. This podcast is produced and distributed by BizRadio Asheville. To receive the free BizRadio app, just text the word Asheville to 36260. That's Asheville to 36260. With the app, you can easily enjoy this program and other local programming podcasts on demand. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everybody listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back another week on my brand new show. I have to thank Matt. He always says, don't thank him, but I'm going to thank him every show for allowing me to have my first radio show because he's a great boss and mentor. And I also want to thank my guest from last week's show, my amazing husband, Carlos Edwards, owner of Edwards Logistics. So again, I'm looking forward to this show, though, today. We have a very special guest with us. Um, This person's one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. She's an amazing mother of four incredible children. She's an outstanding cook, now vegan cook. (laughs) She's a dynamic public speaker of over 20 years. There's nothing that this person does that she doesn't do extremely well. So I just want to introduce our guest today, the Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric, located in Greenville, South Carolina, and the Assistant Executive Director of Just for Today Recovery Home, Ms. Ebony Sullivan. Hi, friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. How are you doing? Wow. Well, we just came off of a really good high yesterday. We had a great event for just for today. So I'm feeling a little exhausted, but a little relieved <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit about the event that we both were involved in yesterday. Yeah. yeah thank you so much for being one of the panelists. Um, just for today is a women's recovery center where we have four homes and we help women who are dealing with the disease of addiction and homelessness. And we put on a great event yesterday where we had a panel to discuss work-life balance and the pursuit of happiness. And thank you again for being um, one of our special panelists. Of course, it was an honor. It was so much fun. But before we get into Cassie Electric and just for today, I want you to tell all the listeners everything about yourself because you have such a great story from your childhood, um, (laughs) having to deal with parents with addiction, having to be pulled out of the home, being a teenage mom, going back to school, all that stuff. Because I just really think that your story is very inspirational and it really tells the story of how you became in the place that you are now and able to juggle so many things and do everything very well. Wow. Well, thank you. I I always seem to leave the story out because it just seems like um, such fast paced movement in my life. But Um, Yeah, I'm born in Brooklyn, New York, to two teenage parents. Uh, My mother and father were 16, 17 years old when they conceived me and had me, brought me into this great world in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, I'm from Brooklyn Brooklyn. too, Bed-Stuy. Coney Island. (laughs) Brooklyn in the house, as my mom says. 
Um, but we uh, grew up there and my mom and my dad both were young and just trying to figure things out. Um, my, my mom got addicted to drugs. Uh, we brought up in the crack era. Um, it, mm -hmm. it infiltrated our neighborhood and my mother um, unfortunately became addicted to the drugs. And I moved in with my grandmother. And so my grandmother was a very pivotal um, staple in my life. She, I love your grandmother. <laughs> she really just helped me to um, see that the glass was always half full rather than half empty. Um, and she just kept me busy. So she got me really actively involved in a number of things from tennis to swimming to ballet and such that wow. it really helped me to get out of my head and away from the circumstances that I was dealing with. And she moved to South Carolina my senior, uh, I'll say my freshman year of middle school, so eighth grade. She moved to South Carolina. Um, no, I'm sorry, ninth grade. She moved to South Carolina, and I moved to Queens, and I lived with my dad for a little while. Um, New York was a little little hard to, to navigate as a teenager. Mm -hmm. so I started getting into um, mischievous activity and found my way back in South Carolina with my grandmother my senior year of high school. So I graduated from Greenville High, went to Benedict College my freshman year of college in Columbia, and I got pregnant. Um, and when I got pregnant with my daughter, um, I came back home. So I was 19, had a new baby, um, one and a half full year of college under my belt and I needed to work. So this began began the long career of different industries, which ultimately led me to where I am today. But um, I traveled through the industry sector from government to um, real estate, to manufacturing, to- You owned a business. <laughs> business, um, a restaurant in Greenville and um, circling full back to becoming an employee of the Chamber of Commerce, which then pivotaled um, me into my own business with my family. So um, that's how we got here today. Wow, and I just wanna touch on that a little bit because I feel like sometimes you have to kind of come full circle. A lot of times people get discouraged sometimes. It's almost like when you bought your first house, but then maybe something happened and you had to go back and you had to rent an apartment or rent a house, but then you came back to ownership. So you went through that process of being an owner and having lost the business and having some debts and having to, yeah. you know, I, when I met you, I think you were just starting to build back up and yeah. you were a receptionist. Correct. And anybody <laughs> that knows Ebony is that she's very overqualified to be a receptionist. So when I met her, I'm like, what do you do? Like, I, was, I just yeah. could tell immediately, like, but that's the sacrifice that you make for your family, you know, and that's a sacrifice that you make when you knew you had a bigger dream and focus. So I just don't want to slide by that because sometimes anybody that's listening, if you feel like, man, this is not where I wanted to be at this age or at this time because life happened, it was supposed to happen. You know, like don't take it for granted, just grow from it and just know I'm never looking back. I'm just keep on pushing. Yeah. You hit some really good points there because, um, at the time, you know, I didn't see it that way. What I saw was survival mode. You know, I just needed to do what I had to do to take care of my family. And yeah, it was a huge sacrifice um, for me to just take a job that I was overqualified for. But all I saw in that moment was just opportunity. Opportunity to get out the house, opportunity to mm -hmm. get out of my head, an opportunity to really just get away from a situation that really had me depressed. You know, after we closed our business, I did feel down. I was I couldn't go back downtown Greenville. I was um, really just in a in a dark place f 
financially, mentally, physically, I, you know, owning a restaurant was hard, hard physical labor. I can imagine. It was hard labor and it took a toll on my marriage. It took a toll on my family. My kids couldn't participate in any extracurricular activities because we were just mm. in the restaurant 24 seven. And so to close the doors was, was tough. Um, but I knew that I couldn't stop there. I knew that I had to figure something out and taking that receptionist job actually gave me an opportunity to figure out what the next master plan was going to be. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes you do need that time. Like sometimes people say, this is just my internship. You know, this is just my, you know, my break. And then I'm, it's going to propel me to the next thing. So I want to touch a little bit on the, the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. You said you worked there right before you started more into the family business and moving into back into entrepreneurship. Tell me what was, um, what was pivotal about working um, at the Greenville Chamber? Well, ironically, I took that job. Um, I was a volunteer there for a while. And um, again, I, I will always employ anyone and express upon them the importance of volunteering and making relationships because that's essentially how I have built my career is off of relationships because while I was actively going to school again as a grown up, you know, I didn't have my degree. And so I needed to figure out how to let people know about the skill set that I had because I didn't have the credentials necessarily at the time. Wow. That's really powerful. That's yeah. a powerful statement. Relationships. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time with small business owners and community, but I don't think people really realize that. Yeah. It's it really comes down to relationships and then we could figure the rest out. Yeah, you have to figure the rest out because it's not just about who, you know, it's also about who knows you. And so while there was a lot of people that I knew, I needed people to know who I was, who I was, not just as, oh, she's this great volunteer. But I needed them to see what assets I had, what value I could provide them. And so volunteering gave me the opportunity to show off a little bit of those um, skill sets as I was um, asked to be a part of the leadership team for um, their young professionals. And that kind of was the segue in for me. And then they sought me, they came for me and said, hey, we've got this great opportunity we think you should apply for. And and I did. So I took a, faith, a jump out on faith. It was a part-time job. Of course, I didn't make enough money. Um, again, just overqualified, <laughs> underpaid. But and what was, was and tell everybody, what was the job? Um, it was a... Um, I don't, I don't even, what was that title? I don't even remember the title of the job, but it was like a part-time um, working basically <laughs> volunteer coordinator for um, the program that I was volunteering for. So now I was managing the same volunteers um, that mm. I was, you know. Gotcha. So it was it was still very entry level. It was part time. We the chamber was going through a change we, of leadership. Um, and as I was hired as a part time employee, they had just hired a new president um, and CEO of the Greenville Chamber, Mr. Carlos Phillips. The first um, African-American. first African-American ever. Come on now. Come on now, Greenville. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Greenville did that. Um, the search committee found him. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. And he came in and he immediately was like, we want you full time on our team <laughs> um, and brought me on full time. And within a year, I was promoted twice um, and wow. became the director of programs and events for our small business department and overseeing our young professionals and managing all of the event logistics for the chamber's hundred plus events. <laughs> <in the year. laughs> so 
I remember. (laughs) Yes, I mean, Ebony would be going to Ohio, Washington, D.C., but building all these great relationships, doing leadership programs um, out in Athens, Georgia. So based on, you know, having all these jobs and being at the chamber, and it sounds like you had great opportunities, you're getting promoted, you're getting recognized. What made you take the current leap of faith that you're in now to basically start running your mother's electric business, Cassie Electric? Well, I think it was a couple of different things. I think the importance of manifestation is is so powerful and it's something that you just really have to talk about. I mean, I have been talking about my family business for years, you know, and never really seeing myself in it, but just talking about skill sets that I have developed over all of these past experiences in different industries and how it has helped me to really understand business. So while I have now accomplished um, successfully completing my business program through um, Southern Wesleyan University and having my bachelor's in it, my business was always a case study for my um, my academic career. Like it was mm-hmm. like I was always actively working and getting my education. So it was it was practical for me to apply what I was learning in school to the business. And so while I was not working hands on in my family business, I, I had skill sets that I saw that my family business really needed. And while my mother's a great electrician, she's a master at her craft. Yes. Super excellent at starting up businesses, which I think a lot of, you know, small and minority businesses are great at their craft and great at starting Mm -hmm. businesses. There's a lot of things that they don't know in terms of business that I just, I love. Like I just love taking a business from infancy stage and watching it grow and developed into something, something great. And so I learned all of these things in the field and just out there learning from great leaders like Carlos Phillips and Dr. Nika White and all these great leaders in our community about branding and finances and, and just taking on the intricate parts of what really makes a business work and, and loving it so much. And so I saw that my family business was starting to grow. Um, My mother had completely retired from her full-time job and was working full-time in her own business. And I just saw from hands off, like this thing is doing something pretty magnificent Uh and wanted to know what my mother's plans were for the future. So succession planning is so important for businesses, for them to think about like what's going to happen past me, you know, Mm -hmm. we're so in it and we're working in the business and not on the business that we're not thinking about what happens past me. And so um, I started asking those questions and my mom was like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do or what this looks like. Um, And so I started just kind of throwing some bones that are still not thinking that I would be the person to come in and have to implement it, but just started throwing little things out there. Um, And she was like, this is all great stuff, but you're going to have to do it. (laughs) And I remember, Ebony, you know, during that time you were starting to apply for different executive director roles and you were still trying to figure out. what that next step was and even possibly opening your own business. And then it just seemed like it made sense. And I also want to plug that I am the accountant slash CFO for Cassie Electric. Um, So I'm very proud that this is, Ebony, just give a little plug about Cassie Electric, you know, being a a minority 
female. Female, yes. <laughs> so we are 100% woman-owned minority business. Um, we're a small business here in Greenville, South Carolina, and we um, do all electrical services and maintenance for residential and commercial. And um, we're really just, we're really like a unicorn in this industry because there's not any other female-owned, minority-owned um, electrical contractors with unlimited licensing. So we we really are trying to break through and tell that story. Um, it's such an amazing story. My mother was um, or is in active addiction um, where she cleaned her life up and really turned things around um, and opened up a, a business of her own and really just took this thing from a, a Ford Taurus and with a ladder <laughs> back. Um, to now owning trucks and a, a, a real business, you know, and so yeah. my mom is is pretty awesome. I think that she has done phenomenal work in building those relationships here, pre predominantly within the residential industry. And and what I bring to the business is the business savvy and etiquette, as well as all of those relationships that I've built along the way, building my exactly. Career. But then, in addition mm -hmm. to that, those higher level um, businesses that we're looking to tap into through my leadership programs and through my relationships with the Greenville Chamber, um, and still actively being a member of the chamber and networking and, and getting out there and really letting people know our story, um, it has added another layer to our business, which is really going to take us to the next level financially um, as, as well as in this industry. Oh, that's great. Because, you know, that leads me to the question I was going to ask about, you know, looking back, what is some advice that you wish somebody would have told you that you want to let business owners know? Because you hit on the fact of succession planning. Yeah. A lot of times we get so excited, we get so comfortable. Nobody can do it as, as great as we can do it. But then what is the purpose if we're not going to be able to leave a legacy, you know, and have that business to continue to go once we're gone? And then also you hit on the fact that a lot of people that own a business, they're focused on their business as they should be. And you brought in the aspect of your members of different um, nonprofit boards and you go to different networking events and you speak on different panels. So every time you're speaking, you're representing Cassie Electric and the business where your mom doesn't have the time to do that because she's doing the work. So what is some another little nugget before we jump into um, some information about just for today that you want to provide to business owners that you wish that you were told? Um, it ain't easy. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and they think, you know, oh, I'm going to um, work for myself. This I'll set my own hours. I'll, you know, be able to do what I want to do. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, Veronica, you're a business owner. You understand. We mm -hmm. work more hours than the average employee. Right. Yep. Um, you, you don't stop. You don't turn it off. Um, it's not going to be do whatever I want to do. Now you have other people that are working for you. You have to take into consideration, you know, that they, this is not just about you anymore. And, and yep. I want to also belabor that, um, belabor this upon the listeners that, you know what, it, legacy business isn't for everybody. You know, some people are doing this for a lifestyle. They just want to be able mm -hmm. to have a nice house and a nice car and live the life that they want to live right now. And sure. that's okay. We, regardless of what your long-term goals or plans are for your business, what you need to be thinking about is that. What is this business for? Is this for my lifestyle? Or is this something that I want to hand down to my children and my children's children? And then mm -hmm. once you understand that framework, then you can start to develop a roadmap of how you're going to do those things, whether it's live the lifestyle or leave the legacy, right? And so right. the roadmap planning, I think, is something that I wish 
I had have learned a long time ago that I share even with my children because it's important, not just in business, but just in your life in general. If you don't have a destination of where you're going, then you're wandering around aimlessly, right? Mm. Who gets in the car and just starts it up and just drives. You always have a destination. Whether it's Look, my husband. Right. <laughs> But that's a whole nother story. Right, right. He likes the trails. But no, I know that's you that's a great analogy, but you're you're absolutely right. Um, that's great advice. And I also want to make sure that we get a, a little plug in for just for today. So if you could please let the listeners know a little bit about um just for today recovery home and how yeah. they can donate, how they can find more information. And yeah. same with Cassie Electric. I want to make sure you get your plugs in for that as well. Oh, for sure. So we have websites for Cassie Electric, it's Cassieelectric.com. Um, we are licensed in the state of South Carolina and getting ready to become licensed in North Carolina. And All right. Yes. So those are things. So you can check us out on our website. Um, you can also call us at 864-735-8882 if you are interested in hearing more information about that. But just for today, Women's Recovery is a nonprofit that my mother also started um, to keep herself clean um, and keep her um, giving back to the community. So we have four homes. We're located in the Taylor's Greer area of South Carolina. Um, and we help women who are de dealing with the disease of addiction and homelessness by providing them with a place to stay, transportation, and skills to get them back into the workforce and becoming corporate citizens again back into their community. Um, you can find out more information about Just for Today by visiting our website, Just for Today Women's Recovery. Um, you can donate by going to the website and hitting the donate now button, or you can also email us at donate at justfortodayrecovery.org. And that's just for todayrecovery.org. I love it. And I want to shout out your mom, Cassandra. She's 19 years sober this year, correct? Yeah, 19 years sober and clean from drugs and alcohol. Um, she's really a super dope woman that, you know, maybe one day we can get her on the show and she can tell her story. Absolutely. Well, Ebony, you know, it's that time. I knew we wouldn't have enough time. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to talk again soon. Sure. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on. You're actually my third guest. And I think you really blessed a lot of the listeners today with everything that you talked about. So again, people, please check out Cassie Electric and Just for Today. I also want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Please come back next week, same time, same place, 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. Also stay tuned to All Things Biz Radio by going to the new website, bizradioashville.com. You can also get the app by texting Asheville to the phone number 36260. But we really want you guys to get that traffic going to bizradioashville.com. You can find the podcast on there, also on Facebook. But again, Ebony, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm looking forward to what comes for us in the future with our businesses. Yeah, girl. Thanks again for having me. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.